Hi, everybody. Welcome to the She Builds with Code podcast. I'm your host, Noelle Anderson. And in this podcast, I share with you my process in learning to code to help you get out of tutorial hell. Thank you guys so much for joining me for the inaugural episode of this podcast. I am super thrilled to get this started, and I'm really excited that you have decided to bring me along on your journey, and I appreciate it, so thank you so much. I do want to take a quick second and kind of set up some expectations so you know what we're getting into and what we may not be getting into. I am a self-taught uh, front-end engineer at the moment um, with uh, aspirations for back-end, and we'll get into that a little bit later. I have been at this for about four years, give or take. Off and on, unfortunately, I'd say probably seriously in the past year is when I've really hit my stride and felt confident enough to actually call myself a web developer. Um, that being said, if you're somebody that's been coding for like 20 years, you know, like you got started on basic or, you know, maybe you're a senior level engineer at your company, you're the, the CEO of a multi-million dollar startup or the CTO of a multi-million dollar startup, this may not necessarily be for you. Um, and my aim is more towards the beginner. This is for those that are a little ways the way on the path to learning how to code. Maybe you've taken a few free courses, you've taken a few tutorials, you might have even built your own web page, and you're starting to feel like you've got the hang of it, and you know, you feel like you're ready to start tackling those ideas that you've got in your head, but you're just staring at a blank screen and you have absolutely no idea where to start. And so you think to yourself, okay, well, maybe I just didn't take the right course or, you know, maybe I just didn't get into the right thing. So let me just start over and you take another free tutorial and you take another free class or maybe this time you pay for one. You see all of these recommendations for a specific Udemy course and you hop on that or maybe you go into Coursera and you find a few things and then you pay for certification in that. Uh, maybe you go to Udacity. Uh, maybe you go to edX. You start finding all of these resources and you keep learning, you keep growing, and you feel like you're starting to finally get the idea. You've got the rhythm, you've got the groove, you followed a whole bunch more tutorials, you're set to go now, you're like, yeah, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then you still sit down and you're lost. And at this point, frustration really starts to set in, right? Like you're just staring at the screen and you're upset. Why isn't this clicking for me yet? I've taken all these courses. I keep reading all these stories about these people that went from zero to six months in their first job. You know, maybe this whole coding thing just isn't for me. And maybe you start to give up. That's who I'm here for because I've been where you were. I know exactly what that feels like. And while I am not a zero to senior developer story, I am a freelance web developer, which is what I set out to do. I have clients that I get to build projects for, that I get to help realize their dreams and goals. And it makes me so happy to know that I have the skill set to bring their dreams to life. And that was what I set out to do. And for you, I'd like to share how I've gotten here so far. At the same time, I also fully intend to continue to grow because the great thing about learning how to code is there's absolutely no way that you can learn everything that there is. 
technology just moves way too fast, right? Like, you know, you just get your head wrapped around the basics and then you start hearing people talk about this framework that you've got to learn. All right, cool, fine. So you hop into the framework. And then you realize that once you've gotten that one comfortable, here comes another one. Oh, that's completely obsolete. You need to be working on this now. Nobody's using that anymore. I want to use this podcast as a way of being able to continue my own coding education. And I want to bring you along with me. There are still so many things that I want to learn. As I mentioned, I am an aspiring backend engineer. I don't consider myself much of a designer, to be completely honest. So front end isn't really my passion. It's just my gateway. It's, you know, the easiest way to attract clients because they really don't care what you're building with. They just want to make sure they can get their site online and that it looks the way they have it envisioned in their head. And so that's where I've been. But in that process, I've also been diving into a little more of the back end. You know, for example, all of my sites are hosted on DigitalOcean. If you're not familiar with DigitalOcean, it allows you to basically run your own little mini virtual computer. But what that means is I had to install everything from scratch. So this isn't like going over to GoDaddy or HostMonster or Bluehost where they set you up with a nice little cPanel and everything's all set and ready to go. No. DigitalOcean, you tell them how much storage space you want, how much RAM you want, how much, and then that gives you how much you pay for it. And then from there, you basically have a virtual blank computer. It's the equivalent of going over to your local computer hardware store, buying all of the pieces for a computer, putting it together, and then installing your own operating system. So I've learned a lot in that process. And what I've learned is I really love diving into that. Some of the projects that I'll be talking about later in this podcast involved me learning how to manipulate the backend code of some of these frameworks that I use to get sites up online. I want to dive deeper into those because I've yet to find one that I like a lot. I'd love to be able to sit down and just create my own backend. So throughout this journey, we're going to go through learning this stuff together. And when I do that, I'm going to show you the process that I use. As this episode is premiering on a U.S. holiday called Groundhog's Day here on February 2nd, I would like to take a second and explain to you why Groundhog's Day, the movie starring Bill Murray, is just like learning how to code. What? Stay with me. I promise, if nothing else, this will be highly entertaining. Quick pause for those that have never seen Groundhog's Day. What are you doing with your life? Stop listening to this podcast. Go look it up on YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, somewhere. It's got to be somewhere today playing. Watch the movie. Come back to me. I promise you'll thank me for it. That said, if you're continuing to listen, you've never seen the movie, just know it's full of spoilers. So let's talk about the plot of Groundhog's Day. It's all about Bill Murray's character, who's a reporter who has to go to this little tiny town to report on the festivities that happen every year for Groundhog's Day. The day that for some reason we've decided to pull a rodent out of the ground to tell us what the weather is. One of these days I'm going to look that up. I'm fascinated by the history of that. Regardless, 
He finds himself stuck in a loop on this same day. Every morning, it's the beginning of his day in this small town, and he is just stuck to repeat this same day again and again, no matter what he does. Once he realizes what he's in, that he has entered into this loop, he decides to have some fun with it. He comes up with this goal of trying to nail his coworker. And so all of his efforts focus on learning what she likes. Now, to be fair, this is not to get to know her. This is to manipulate her. He is just simply trying to get to this end goal. And it's not even honestly that noteworthy of a goal. You're just there, you're bored, and you want to get laid. In any case, it fails. He builds each day and learns a little more about what she likes and what she wants, but he fails. And he fails again. And he keeps failing. And he keeps failing over and over and over again, no matter what he tries. And in the end, he gets so depressed that he tries to leave life. You know, he jumps off of a bridge. He tries to kill himself in a lot of very creative ways. Once he realizes that he's still stuck in this loop, right? He can't get out, no matter what he does. His focus shifts, and he starts learning for himself. He starts focusing on being happy. He's here. He's in this place. There is no point fighting it. So he starts learning how to play piano. And from that one little action, he transforms himself into this completely different person where he now has worked saving people and helping them with their problems as a part of his day as he goes about this never-ending loop. And it's only when he fully recognizes his potential that he actually is able to break the spell and get out of this day and move on. Okay, so what the hell does that have to do with coding? I know, I know, I'm getting there. When you first decide that you want to learn how to code, you might not have a very specific goal in mind. Or if you do, it's something that's a little kind of esoteric, right? It's like in your head, you don't really know what it looks like. Like you decide you want to learn how to code because you know you can get a better paying job if you learn how to code. Or you want to build the next Facebook. Or you want to build the next Twitter. Or you want to be able to create this big software as a service product and make millions and millions of dollars and, you know, buy your own private island. So you kind of just dive in, not really knowing where to start. Maybe you follow the advice of everybody and you kind of bounce around a lot, determining where you want to start. And then once you pick a path, you start taking classes, right? You find your free tutorials, maybe you start on you know, a few YouTube videos, or you find some blog posts that kind of guide you towards some courses. And you think you've got it, right? You're working your way through the course. You're coding along as the instructor's telling you what to do. And then you sit down to start to realize your goal. And you have absolutely no idea where to start. You're staring at a blank page and you can't even remember what the opening tags are for an HTML document. It's frustrating, right? Like, you're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I didn't take the right course. Okay. Maybe I didn't take the right course. So you start looking for the aha moment in a new course. You know, if you did a video course, maybe this time you seek out a text one. Or if you followed an ebook, maybe this time you look specifically for tutorials and you go through this process again and then you sit down and then you fail again. 
Whatever it is that you've been taking is just not sticking. And you're like, what the hell? And you're kind of stuck in this loop, right? You just keep going and going and going. You're working towards this arbitrary goal that you don't really have a clear idea of. And no matter what you try, you keep failing. And then you get to a a kind of a fork in the road where you decide either to give up or you find a different path. And for some people, they decide, you know what, this coding thing isn't for me. It's too hard. I can't figure it out and I'm done. And they, you know, they get off the road and they go do something else. For the rest of us, though, we, we can't. We can't abandon it. There's this nagging that kind of keeps us completely stuck in this same area. We cannot leave this day, as it were, bringing it back to the movie. And so maybe we find a way to change our focus. We maybe find something that means something to us. And we narrow down our focus just a little bit so that instead of trying to build the next Facebook, we try and build a homepage. Instead of building this huge software as a service, we decide we are going to automate some tiny little task that drives us nuts. Or maybe we're going to follow that tutorial that teaches us how to create a to-do list in JavaScript. But we put our own spin on it. We put our own flair on it. And suddenly, we start seeing patterns. We start recognizing what something means, even if we don't fully have the syntax memorized yet. And you slowly start to change your focus to a full understanding of what you're doing, not just what framework you're using, or even what your end product, what you think it's going to be. And then we're freed from this tutorial hell. Thank you. That was my full demonstration. In all seriousness, the thing that I cannot emphasize enough when it comes to learning how to code and learning how to build things on your own and being able to achieve your goals through this are finding things that mean something to you to build as you learn. And when I say that something that means, it doesn't have to be earth shattering. It doesn't have to be mind blowing. It doesn't even have to be a completely original thing. It just needs to be something that you want. So if, for example, you want a to-do list, you want your own personal one, but there's this one thing that drives you nuts. You know, maybe you want to have a a sound effect when you click on your to-do list and you've never found an app that does it the way you want. Well, that's something that means something to you. So you're going to take that tutorial and you're going to diverge a little bit off and figure out how to get that one thing different from the tutorial. And that's my twist. That's my full secret. Whether it's changing the name of it, changing the CSS, changing the headers, the content, whatever it is, as you're building along with the tutorial, find something in it that means something to you. Because it's inevitable that as you're following along, if you're building something that you want Something that you want isn't going to be in this tutorial. And at that point, you are forced to figure it out. You've been following along. And so maybe you have a little bit more confidence to figure it out because you have slight tweaks and variations already in your project. So it's not exactly the clone of the tutorial project that you're learning from. And that's my secret. That is literally what I do all of the time. It gives me the confidence to seek out a very specific 
solution. And that's so much easier than trying to figure out how to build something from scratch entirely. So while many of my projects aren't going to be completely, you know, something that I've come up with off the top of my head and I've pulled it all out of my head and, you know, the gods have shined down the coding knowledge on me. They are mine. I own them because I created them. You're not going to find my project as a clone in a GitHub repo anywhere. You're not going to find it as a tutorial somewhere else in its entirety because I've given it my own twist. And these little tweaks are what have helped me actually create a few things that are original. You know, well, like I said, we'll go into a lot of this later on in the series. And so I hope you do definitely stick around for that. My coding journey started years ago, honestly. At the time, I was running a bunch of websites uh, for the eBay affiliate program. For those unfamiliar, uh, an affiliate program is basically where you put links to products from other companies that have your information embedded. And if somebody clicks on that link and they buy something, you get a percentage of the profits. And at the time, there was this software called Bands, Build a Niche Site. You bought this script and you could put up as many websites as you wanted to that you can focus around a keyword or a specific phrase or type of products. So for me, I had a website that basically just showcased anything that was on sale on eBay that were T-Mobile phone related things, you know, accessories, phone cables, phone cases, screen protectors, et cetera, et cetera. And I honestly made a decent amount of money from it. Um, what happened, <clears throat> excuse me, what happened is I was learning how to style the page. You know, there were little options you could do, but of course you also had access to the actual code. I hadn't coded at all, really. You know, I knew what websites were. I did the, you know, the MySpace page where I decorated that. I'm totally dating myself there. Um, But, you know, I didn't really do much with it. But I really wanted the footer of my website to automatically update the year as it changed. And I figured there was a way you could do that programmatically. So I looked into the back end of the code. And the first time I looked at it, I went completely cross-eyed. The whole thing was built in PHP. And again, I had zero code experience. So I'm just kind of staring at it going, I don't understand what the hell I'm looking at. But I figure it's like a page. I want the footer. So I go down to the bottom. And sure enough, I find something that kind of looks like it's displaying the date. So I start doing a little Google search and figure out, you know, I find the little snippet of code in PHP that automatically displays the current year without any uh, intervention from, you know, from from the, the coder. And so I put it in and voila, there's my automatically updating year. Well, I thought that was really freaking cool. And that kind of sparked my interest in trying to learn a little bit more about what this whole coding thing is. I will say, though, for the next several years, I just vaguely dabbled. Um, I bought a few books on PHP because, you know, that was a super popular thing. And 
I learned a little bit about WordPress development because I really used a lot of WordPress at the time. I was building these little affiliate sites and I wanted to move beyond that software and kind of have a little bit more flexibility to display products the way I wanted to. And I found it really, really complicated and I didn't like it. And so I kind of dove off of it. But I couldn't stay away from it for too long. There was this constant nagging that would always happen that would make me want to come back to it. So I eventually found my way to uh, Treehouse. Treehouse uh, teaches you how to code. You know, they have video courses that also have interactive quizzes and coding challenges. And since I had been involved with them. They've also expanded into what they call tech degrees, which are a cheaper alternative to going to like a coding boot camp. And I was super excited to do it. I'm like, yay, I'm going to learn how to code. And this looks really fun. And I'm going to figure out how to do all of these things that I want to do in my head. And the way I think a lot of us do, you know, I went through a few courses in, in Treehouse, felt pretty confident that I was retaining and I knew what I was doing. But then I go to sit down to create something. I had absolutely no idea what the hell I was doing. From there, I jumped around a lot. I went to freecodecamp.org. I went to Codecademy. I I bought more Udemy courses than I want to admit since I never finished any of them. I bought tons of eBooks. I looked up tutorials. I tried to follow blogs. I started looking into podcasts. I was doing a lot of things, but they were very unfocused and scattered things to build towards my coding journey. And I was getting very frustrated because I wasn't learning anything. I, you know, had a little bit of knowledge of this and a little bit of knowledge of that. And I learned, you know, a tiny bit of JavaScript and then a tiny bit of Python and then a little bit of Java and a little bit of PHP. But all of these, you know, fractured pieces of knowledge were just getting me absolutely nowhere. I eventually found my way to something called the Odin Project. And the Odin Project is similar to Free Code Camp, where it's a curriculum online. It's 100% free. The difference is it's a curated set of articles and courses put together with a specific point, you know, and they have their own content on the site where they explain to you what you're learning, why you're learning it, and then they give you challenges to execute it. And the reason that the Odin Project was a turning point for me is because it is a project-based curriculum, which is to say they give you just enough knowledge, a framework of knowledge to kind of get enough to know, and then they give you a project to build. And it was super challenging and it was really hard. But at the end, I felt more accomplished than I had in this entire time. I finally found myself, you know, actually building things that I was super proud of. And while, you know, they don't look too great, you know, I mean, we're talking about like a, a, a rock, paper, scissors game, but because I built all of the code, because I understood the code, I found the confidence to continue to start to build other things. Thank you for joining me for the first episode of the She Builds With Code podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really love to hear from you please go to shebuildswithcode.com to subscribe for new episodes, leave me a review, or send me a message. I'll see you next time.